0: Hey, my friend, welcome to the Free and Well podcast. So glad that you are here. I absolutely know that you are gonna love this episode today. I left this recording feeling so refreshed and just so energized, honestly, Sandra just has an amazing presence. And what we're going to talk about in today's episode is the power of Christian meditation, the power of Christ-centered meditation. Something that has come up that I've definitely heard about and that I've definitely experienced on, I feel like the word deconstruction is used a lot these days, but that is the most appropriate word that I'm finding. So I've been on this deconstruction and reconstruction journey in my faith, and I really haven't shared much about it anywhere. But in my conversation with Sandra, I love so much of what she's talking about. And she talks a lot about the power of meditation. Why... Believers should not be scared of meditation and why it really, really can deepen your faith in the most amazing ways. We also talk about just some other general benefits of meditation. We talk about some practical tools that you can get started. You know, I'm all about those practical tools so you can walk away feeling like, okay, I can actually try this today. And she also shares some amazing resources at the end. And I just feel like this conversation is really going to pour into your heart and really hopefully leave you feeling encouraged and empowered and excited to really have this new tool and way of really connecting with God and deepening your ability to hear from the Holy Spirit and to really deepen your faith. Hey, my friend, quick announcement before we get into this episode. The second run of Bloom is officially open for enrollment. If you are in a place where you are really wanting to feel more confident to heal those people-pleasing patterns so that you can really start feeling more confident, more comfortable in who you are in your own skin, taking the steps, doing the things that you know are right for you. Following up, being consistent with those routines, those habits that you really want to have, right? That morning routine, the movement routines. Doing the things that feel really important for you. Feeling more confident in what do I want? What do I want to create in my life? Speaking up, being you without the filters, without being so preoccupied with our other people judging me or overthinking how we responded to a situation. If you are in a space where you are so ready to start feeling more grounded, more confident, more comfortable with who you are, you want to start showing up more authentically in your life. You want to have powerful routines and tools that help you stay connected to yourself, to the present moment, so that you can really start taking the steps that feel important for you to move towards those goals, to move towards the life that you really want to have, I encourage you to head down and check it out below. If you sign up before November 21st, which will be next Monday, you will get a bonus one-on-one coaching call with me to use and I'm so excited so head down the link is below you can learn about there's a standard tier which is all of the group content and community and then there's a golden tier that is the standard plus extra one-on-one support a one-on-one chat with me and one-on-one coaching calls and I am so excited to be able to provide this support over the holidays. This is our special people-pleasing edition of Bloom. We start the 28th. Head down below to get more information. Hey, sweet friend. Welcome to the Free and Well podcast. Are you ready to start showing up authentically in your life, feeling so confident in who you are? Are you ready to stop second guessing yourself, comparing yourself, and wasting your precious time procrastinating and scrolling on social media? Hey friend, I'm Devaney. I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I'm a therapist, life coach, and dog mom. And I remember being right where you are. I am on a mission to share with you powerful faith and psychology-based tools and simple steps to help you start being kinder to yourself, Feeling more confident, creating consistent, positive, healthy routines, and setting healthy boundaries, i.e. not saying yes to all the things. It's time for you to break free from self-doubt and comparison. Your most authentic, confident self is waiting. Even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from this show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. It is your time, my friend. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. All right, hello, my lovely friends. I am here with Sandra and I am so, so excited for this conversation. Sandra, tell us a little bit about you.
1: My name is Sandra. Thank you so much for having me here, Devony. And um, I'm from the founder of Christ Center Tribe, which is a um a, a community really that focuses and we offer Christ-centered meditation. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Amazing. I am so excited to dive into this with you because this is this is something that I've heard so many different thoughts around about. You know how meditation fits in with our faith, and I definitely have heard some people who I think are very weary of meditation. And with my, you know, background in like human behavior and the brain and thinking about healing, like meditation and mindfulness have been a key key part of my well being journey and growth and. So, I'm super excited to talk more yeah, about that with you.
1: Absolutely. I'm so, I'm, I'm so excited to meet people who are just as passionate about this topic.
0: Yes. Because it is so
1: important. And I think when you come from any kind of healing background, like social work, nursing, or to, I come back from a nursing I had come from a nursing background, any kind of healing like that, I mean, you know that mental health and mindfulness is a huge part of that journey. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So to help our listeners get to know you a little bit better before we start, tell yeah. me what is your favorite fall or winter like tea or coffee beverage?
1: Yes. When I order, I order a green tea, matcha latte, extra hot with oat milk.
0: Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so good. I love that. I always have this idea that I want to switch over to matcha <laughs> and I've tried and I just keep going back to coffee because I love it so much. But I'm like, I think that'd be so good for my anxiety. <laughs> I just
1: I, lo- I love coffee, too. I love coffee. There was a period mm-hmm. where I had to come off of coffee <clears throat> uh, because I was kind of, you know, if I didn't have it, I would get the headaches and things like that. So I did for a while for a couple years come off of coffee and it was just strictly green tea. But now I'm back to kind of both. And it works, but I love, I love an extra hot matcha latte Mm. with oat milk. It's, it's very good. I'm going
0: to try that. Definitely. (laughs) Especially as we get into the cooler seasons. I love that. And then tell me where is one of your favorite places to hang out or to travel or to spend time?
1: Yes. Well, I'm coming to you guys from Hawaii today, which is my hometown. So the windward side of Oahu. And so one of my ultimate favorite places to be is kailua beach and it's just a little bay um over you know just if you look behind you there's the Koolau mountains you look in front of you it's gorgeous ocean and there's you know palm trees and breezes and there's pretty much pretty much heaven on earth
0: <laughs> it sounds amazing Yeah, that's my favorite place to be. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing. And then tell us as we're as we're starting to dig into this exciting topic, tell us what is one of your favorite, like a nugget, a quote, a verse surrounding this topic that we're going to be diving into today.
1: Yes, I think my favorite verse for this is second corinthians 3:18 which is referring back to Moses but um it says and we with unveiled faces you know Moses had to keep that veil on because that glory was so much but we now with unveiled faces beholding the glory of the Lord we are being transformed from one degree of glory to the next and this is not from ourselves but it's from the spirit and for me, I feel like this is the crux of my own meditation practice. And I, I we, we can get into that, you know, the details of that as we talk, but for me, meditation is this place where with an unveiled face, I behold God's glory and I'm transformed in that place. So that's why it's not just an additional meditation. Isn't just like an additional practice that I do that, like I add to my routine. This is it's really the crux being in presence with God and beholding his glory is like the crux of everything for me. So,
0: so powerful. Tell Mm -hmm. me, I just love that way that you just described it. That's so powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Just creating that space to be in the spirit's presence. So powerful. Tell me more about this piece of like glory to glory. Tell me more about what that means for you.
1: Yeah. So it is, I I define meditation as just this intentional moment in God's presence. You know, I, I think there are so many beliefs about what it is when we say meditation, there's so many things that come to mind and really at its, I think, and as I've been building my own practice and developing what this means to me over this past six years it truly is in its simplest form, just time, intentional time in God's presence. Cause of course, God's presence is always with us, but it's this intentional time where I'm giving God all of my attention. And of course, you know, it, it, whoever's listening and you've tried meditation, you know, that it's busy mind that the, the distracted mind comes, but, um, it's this moment where, you know, you're letting all of that go just consistently time and time again, because those thoughts come up and you're consistently returning to just giving your attention to God. And when we behold him, I, I I kind of view it like the moon and the sun. So the sun is the source of light and our moon and our solar system, all it does, it, it actually has no light from within itself. It is simply reflecting the sun. So the more that the that, that sun and the moon are in alignment, that moon is reflecting and so bright. And for me, that is glory to glory. The more I'm in God's presence, the more I'm reflecting his light. And it's just a picture of him, right? So the more I'm in, so how long should we meditate? Well, however long we need, we need in that moment, you know, just to reflect, you know, be in his presence, beholding who he is. Because ultimately, he says that we are, uh, you know, created in his image. And so as he is, the scripture says, so are we. So as I behold who he is, his goodness, his generosity, his love, his patience, his kindness, I'm becoming more of those things from one degree to the next. And I hope every day, I'm looking more and more like that, which not perfect, but I think over the last, I think my family can attest I'm, I'm growing. I'm looking more like God than than less over the years, you know? So
0: that is just so amazing. I love how you describe that. And especially that metaphor of imagining the sun and the moon and that we are the moon and that we get to reflect. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of when we talk about like being a vessel right and just that idea of like we get to reflect all of his love and all of the amazing things out into the world and also how important that time is Mm -hmm. for us to be in that light receiving that light if we're to reflect that right Yeah.
1: yeah and then connecting with this idea of you know when that when we're not reflecting his light that well which happens daily realizing that that's just a shadow passing you know it's not truly who we are but and so and meditation can help with this where it's like suspending this judgment over ourselves and that judgment and condemnation cycle and really realizing that it's not it's not who we are it's a it's like a cloud passing it's you know it's like a shadow Mm -hmm. and we can let that pass and then begin again and begin you know let that go, not be like, oh my gosh, that's my identity. Now I'm, I'm just a bad person. You see, I'm never going to be patient. I'm such a bad mom. I'm such a bad partner. I'm such a bad, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's, a, it's passing and we can begin again and reflect. And that's, I love that about the, the skill of meditation, the skill that it brings me is this ability to let go. And then start again, like a hundred times over, maybe in five minutes of meditation, (laughs) it's like, Oh gosh, here I am thinking about what I'm going to do today. Oh, let me return to what's at hand here. You know, God's presence. So that's a skill and it's a practice and 100%.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I am totally going to agree with you. And that I feel like for myself with my own meditation practice, that the skill of, allowing, like, I feel like meditation has just shifted, shifted my relationship with my thoughts Mm -hmm. and that before they all used to feel so heavy. Uh, Everything is fact. I need to go down every rabbit hole, right? I get hooked and caught up by everything that's coming into my mind. Whereas, like you said, meditation is this skill and building this muscle of allowing thoughts to come in and then allowing them to go which yes. gives us so much power yes. over what am I focusing on? What am I engaging in? Right.
1: Right. And, and, and I can choose. It reinserts choice. Um, we're always making choices, but the fact is those are happening so quickly that we don't realize we're choosing. We're just having these knee jerk reactions, but really it's, it's a choice, but it's because it's so ingrained in our neural pathways of these reactions that when we can put in some, a moment of just time, just physical time, just to set, you know, a couple beats and we can practice that in meditation. We can realize that exactly like what you said, a thought is just a thought. It's not me. And these feelings that I'm feeling are feelings and they're not necessarily me. And these this thing that I'm feeling, this is fear and it's not me. So I can now, in this moment of pause, I can choose to either go down that road and, and continue to go down that road and, and continue to fear and go the what-ifs or whatever it is, or I can have this moment, it's just giving yourself this extra beat for this chance to take a different path. And yeah, so it, it just reinsert choice back into our lives in a yeah. intentional way.
0: So powerful. So yeah. powerful. Tell me the'm I'm, I'm just gonna ask some of the questions that I feel I've seen around, yeah, that I feel are so important for us to address. So tell mm-hmm. me why Christians and why believers should not be afraid of meditating. We're going there. Mm-hmm. This is happening.
1: Such a good question. You know, the first time one, one of the first times, I decided to kind of sit and 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 meditate. I went in my room and I locked the door. <laughs> I didn't want anybody to walk in and see me sitting there. It's <laughs> like, why do I feel like I'm doing something wrong? You know, And it, it's true. We have these, uh, these beliefs about what meditation is and, and isn't. And Christians don't have to be, believers don't have to be afraid of meditation because it's all throughout the Bible. It's an exhortation all throughout the Bible to meditate day and night. And oftentimes, if you're in church, you hear it like prayer and meditation. But mostly we're just talking about prayer and reading your Bible and all these other spiritual activities. And it's not often that we really talk about the pause or the stillness and the silence. Um and the receiving part of the conversation. We're often just talking about the prayer part as opposed to the listening part. So really it's just the other part of the conversation. It's God's presence and all, and, and I do believe my, my own kind of philosophy is that we don't have to be afraid of things that come from all over the world. Um, I hear a lot about, well, that's an Eastern practice. and. I believe in my own life that we, you know, there's general revelation and that any truth is God's truth. And so um, there's this, I've over the years, just kind of come to this idea of like, I can receive truth from wherever I find it. And I can also filter truth. So there are so many things that we can learn from other cultures and um that there is truth in some of those things that we can take and we can learn because as Americans, you know, um, or as Westerners, we're not as good at some of those things, some of the pause and the stillness. And so that is something that we actually can learn from other cultures. And then also just remembering that Jesus was, you know, uh, Eastern or, you know, from the East, he was a Brown Jewish, you know, person who, you know, it's just, remembering our own roots of our own traditions and and remembering on, on that fact really that it is actually a part of our own faith tradition, that it's not just something that we're getting from other cultures, but from the early, you know, third and fourth century desert fathers and mothers who went out into the desert to meditate and you know, this is a part of our own heritage, um, as our faith tradition. So also reconnecting with that and taking that for what it is and not just allowing everybody else to kind of take it and and make it their own, but reconnecting with the fact that this is our own culture, our own faith tradition as well. Okay. We may need,
0: we (laughs) may need to schedule another episode (laughs) on just what you shared. Because I've been going through my own faith journey, like just my own faith journey. And I really haven't shared much about it anywhere, but I am so appreciating what you just shared Mm -hmm. around, like there is so much to learn. And I think that a lot of us, at least in my experience, have learned to like really fear and, or just really push away anything that feels right. Exactly what you said, like, Oh, it's from the East. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I just love what you said, because I think there is so much wisdom, so Mm -hmm. much wisdom to be received. I just feel like there's so much in what you just shared that I, Mm -hmm. that I appreciate so much. So I love the idea of filtering, right. Mm -hmm. Using discernment and filtering but of course there is so, there is so much. So uh, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate that. And I think that's just such a beautiful way of describing like why, why we don't need to fear that. And when you said yeah. it's part of our heritage, it's part of, right. It's part of the history of our faith. Right. And I, like how many times in the Bible did Jesus go away to be alone. What do we imagine he's doing, right? He's (laughs) praying and he's meditating and Mm -hmm. he's communing with the Holy spirit, right? He's communing with God. Like totally. And you
1: know what I love about that, that I realized one day was that it says in there, you know, Jesus would always say, I only do what I see my father doing. And it's like, where was he seeing that? Cause a lot of times in my own guided meditations, I'm talking about use your spiritual imagination. And some people have been like, Hmm, what is this? Why, you know, what, what are we visualizing? And it's like, Jesus would say, I do, I only do what I see my father do. You know, like, I, I also feel like he was seeing and there's so much in the Bible about our spiritual eyes versus our natural eyes. And just, and of course, right. Always aligned with whatever you're seeing, hearing, anything, again, that practice of discernment, that it would be in flow with, with the word. But I think the other thing is that I, I think people think that I've heard people say that meditation has to be like, you have to read a scripture and then just go think about that scripture. But the word is hidden in our heart. So for me, this practice of meditation has actually helped me to separate Bible study from meditation because what I love to do now, it actually has inspired me to read more of the Bible because what I do is separately, I can read the Bible, consume it, know that God's hiding it in my heart. But when I go to meditate, I'm just, I am just—I don't bring my Bible necessarily. I sit and I allow God to take all that he put in my heart and to bring out that which he would bring out in the moment. You know what I mean? It's not that I have to set the agenda. Um, That's one of my biggest things is that it's come with no agenda, allow Holy Spirit to bring out of your heart, all that he's put inside.
0: So powerful. One of my friends told me once about like, she had a verse kind of come to her that she was like, I literally don't even remember when or where, or if I've ever even tried to memorize that Mm -hmm. and it came up and I just love that idea of the no agenda piece, right? Mm -hmm. Allowing yourself to receive whatever, whatever is meant to be received in that moment. So good. Okay. Tell me, and you've already touched on this a little bit, but tell me more about why meditating feels so important for you and, or some of the benefits that you've seen like either in yourself or in, you know, the community that you have. Tell me more about that.
1: I think probably you you alluded to this as well, which is this idea that it reframes your interaction with your thoughts. Um, First of all, it helps me just be aware of the thoughts that I'm having because, and my patterns, because When there's no pause in life and we're just living, 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 and most of the time it's in fast forward and you're going and there is no real time for pause unless you're intentional. If there is a pause, you're filling it with other stuff, you know? When there is no pause like that, there it is so hard to be aware of even the thoughts and the patterns that are going on. So this moment, these moments, practicing these moments of stillness and silence have allowed a, um, just this ability to become aware. And then with that awareness, again, it's this reinsertion of choice. So you're right, it gives you so much empowerment because it's the things, it's the things that run subtly subconsciously, the patterns that we're not even aware of that often drive the majority of our choices. So it's like, we're almost slaves to these patterns and meditation allows us to become empowered again, which I believe is what the Bible talks about when it's talking about spirit led, uh, action, you know, being spirit led and, One of my favorite meditations is one where we talk about how this idea of yielding our body is if we're a tripart being, you know, body, soul, and spirit, this, this idea of your body and your soul kind of slowing down to allow your spirit to go out first and take the lead. So, and that spirit, you know, the spirit is who is always, our spirit is joined with Holy spirit and is one with Holy spirit. So allowing Holy Spirit to lead and your spirit to lead that is joined and wants the things of God and is hearing God's voice always and is in total union. Man, that's a good part of ourselves to allow to lead. So I just think, again, it's, it's, this is not for me, it has become not just like something I do, like a, just a supplemental practice. It's really the crux of how I live my life. It's, it's from this place of presence. And source that then I'm going out and and making decisions. And the awesome thing is, is that in our community, as people have really begun to grab a hold of this and understand that it's not just another spiritual to do check box thing. But when they're really grabbing a hold of it, they are hearing God's voice leading them into following the dreams that have been planted in their heart. So I'm hearing testimony of people who are like stepping out and starting those businesses that have been in their hearts for years and they were always too afraid to do it. Or they're going back to school or they're starting this new project or their relationships are finally getting healed or they're finally seeing a movement in their goals of their health goals or their relational goals. And it is so exciting to hear. And what I attribute that to is that transformation That's it. that happens in God's presence, but the idea that it is in these moments where you hear God telling you where to go and what to do and sparking and giving you that power to move forward. So it's it has its practical ends as well to see people living these dreams and serving their communities in ways that they've always dreamed about, but have always been hesitant to do for for a number of reasons. So it's really amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so powerful. And I think I I mentioned this somewhere else recently, just this idea that I think with how fast paced our culture is and just the right, just the general culture that we're living in nowadays, Mm -hmm. it feels like we are losing We are either losing and or just haven't really been building those muscles of how to sit and receive Mm -hmm. and how to sit and be still. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like even as you're talking about like that image is so powerful, the idea of like slowing down the soul, slowing down the body so that the spirit can kind of take the lead. Mm -hmm. And so that the spirit can even speak loud enough for us to hear it, right? Mm -hmm. If we can we need to quiet our mind. Enough mm-hmm. to be able to hear that, right. and that so many of us have a very difficult time with that, just because yeah. of our attention spans these days. And I think that's another really beautiful part of the practice of meditation, right? Yeah. Is that we're building that ability to be able to sustain attention and focus, yeah, and to be able to hear these other parts of ourselves that that really want to be heard and yeah. especially if that's how we're communicating with God that we we need to really build those muscles
1: right absolutely cuz and and if that's not a muscle that's built, that's okay right now. And so not walking in tons of judgment about that, or, well, I'm never going to be able to do that, but realizing that it truly is a practice and starting off with something that is very practical because it's not like you would go into, if it was a exercise program, you wouldn't go immediately into, you know, or a training program. You wouldn't go run a marathon this weekend without training for months and months and months to get there. So it's, it's, it's um, yeah, not holding these like unrealistic expectations about what it looks like as well, and also this idea of doing it right. I think people we need to let go of. I, I don't know if, yeah, I, I'm a one on the enneagram. I, I, don't know if your listeners listen. I'm a, to- I'm a two.
0: <laughs> I feel like most of them probably know I'm a two wing three. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I I like to do things right. I'm a one.
0: <laughs> so, for me,
1: this was a big practice of like letting go of doing it right, the right way. You know, God's like, there is no right way to be in my Mm. presence. Just come, come really just with no agenda, no expectations. Stop coming to try to lead, lead the time Mm. and the expectations of what you think you should hear from me or experience or what it should feel like. And really just come and sit with me and allow me to lead you.
0: (laughs) It's like, okay. So powerful. So difficult, right? Let's acknowledge.
1: Oh, so difficult. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But so important. In
1: of our, yeah. In a lot of our spiritual practices, I feel like we come and we know exactly what we want to do. We want, we have a Bible reading plan. We know that we have the list of what we want to pray for. We do these other things and it's really like just continuing the rest of our day that we're this facade of we're in control of things and um, kind of our own agenda with things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that reminder too, of wherever you are is okay. And today is a great day to start and having no expectations around, right. Showing up a right way or doing it the right way, but just trying and showing up and letting that be enough. 100%.
1: And really the most important thing being is just simply the intention, not at all what it looks like, what, what it felt like, um, it's just the intention. I'm coming here mm. to sit and with no agenda, give my attention to you, Holy Spirit, you know,
0: So good.
1: Yeah.
0: Tell us, what do you think would be some practical, like some practical ways that we could start? If someone's like, okay, this sounds amazing. What are some maybe starter steps for them or some practices that you love or really encourage for people?
1: Yeah. So a couple of things. I recently read Atomic Habits mm-hmm. and just, um, they talk a lot about making it obvious and making these new habits that we want to do attractive. And so one of the things that I took from that, and in, in, as I try to help people get started in their practice is to pair it with something that you around something that you always do. So, a great thing to do is your morning cup of coffee. You know, if you're going to go, especially if you're up early or whatever it is, uh, you know, with your morning cup of coffee, schedule in there. Maybe it's that you take your first sip of coffee and then the next minute or two is just a quiet moment before you take your next sip. Or maybe it's after your cup of coffee, you know, after you, whatever it is. Or maybe it's in the evening, you know, maybe it's at lunchtime. Lots of, you know, it's just, it. there's no right or wrong time, but it's pairing it around something that you already consistently do so that it triggers and you're like, oh yeah, this is the time. Cause if you're building a new practice out of thin air, it feels like you're the prob- part of the problem is you just forget about it. So either setting an alarm on your phone or pairing it around something that you always do um, and writing that down on a post-it note or someplace that you can remember it um i think is a good way to start and then i think a really good place to start especially if you have if you're sitting for the first time i would honestly encourage you to not do more than 2 minutes to s- even set a timer for 2 minutes and don't allow any kind of thing to be like oh well that's nothing it, it's it's it, as you build it you know if you sit for 2 minutes for you know consecutively for it you're it's going to start to make a difference and you can slowly build upon it
0: what do you feel they should focus on in those two minutes? Right. Cause they could just sit there and think for two minutes. So right, tell me right. what, what should they be focusing on? Or what do you think?
1: Yeah, that's such a such a great question. I think that one of the easiest things to focus on is breath, because your breath keeps you uh, grounded in the present moment when you're listening to the sound of your breath right now. It's something to actively focus on, but you're listening to your breath. And what I love to pair that with, I just led a, a group meditation, a live group meditation earlier this week. And what we did was we we remembered that this word, this Hebrew word for breath is ruach. And this idea that in creation, you know, as God created Adam, he breathed the breath of life into Adam. And that as he breathed his life source, this Ruach breath, it's the life source of us. So in, for me, when I focus on my breath, I already have this connection to this idea that it is actually God's breath inside of me, which I believe is true. I mean, we all take these breaths for granted and every single breath is an actual gift. And so I can focus in on my breath, knowing that this is God's breath in me. And I imagine him, as I inhale, I bring that breath in and I imagine it giving my heart life, my lungs life, because it's God's life. So my breath is a very sacred thing to me and I can focus on it and the sound of it. It's just all around the, the, I think one of the best things to focus on if you're just being silent in meditation, Um, The other thing is to make use of guided meditations. If it is hard to sit still, then that is originally why I started uh, recording guided meditations for my friends and I, because it was easier, especially at first to have a guide, bring your attention back or to give you something to focus on, ask a question that's, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, as a tool to help you begin this practice.
0: So good. I love what you said about, the breath too. Mm -hmm. I think something that's been helpful for me um, has been having one thing that you're going to refocus on, right? So like having one thing that you're going to continue refocusing on. So I'm hearing for you that that's the breath, which I love so much. So whether that's for anyone listening who wants, like, I don't know, needs maybe another, another tip or tool thinking about maybe coming back to noticing your chest rising and falling. Mm -hmm. And you just focus on that for two minutes, right? Or focusing on how it feels moving in through your nose, coming out through your mouth. Or even something I've tried too is just repeating the words inhale and exhale mm-hmm. and just continuing to bring your attention back. It will wander. Absolutely. absolutely. We're human.
1: Right, right.
0: Just refocusing your attention on that one thing that you're committing to focusing on yeah. for the two minutes.
1: Yes, absolutely. A- another great idea is with that inhale and exhale. Um, either I, I have in the past thought of the word Shalom uh so inhale because even the sound of your breath almost sounds like Shalom when you're breathing it in so inhaling Sha and then exhaling loam and even if you're not saying it it's begins to it's like almost like your breath becomes a prayer and um that so like uh, in the practice of centering prayer which is something I recommend too is they you know, Father Thomas Keating recommends a sacred word or a sacred symbol in your mind. Again, like you said, something to come back to just one word to come back and refocus your attention
0: on. Okay. We're definitely going to have to have another episode on, on all of these beautiful faith practices, because you said centering prayer. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to have another conversation because all like so much of what you're sharing with me. I feel like has been relatively new in my yeah. faith journey. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, there's so many incredible tools that are out yeah. there that I think a lot of us feel weary of or afraid of, but it's like, there's so many amazing traditions and yeah. practices that really are rooted in the history of our faith.
1: Yeah. That we
0: really don't hear about or talk about in the church or in our church spaces. So I just, <laughs> Okay. We'll come back. We'll have another episode on all that. (laughs) Tell me, um, as we're wrapping up here, tell me any resources or tools. And I definitely would love to hear more about your community. If you can share that with us.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um, a, a really great book, one of my favorite authors, Ruth Haley Barton, um, she wrote a book called sacred rhythms And that was a book that I read early on that really helped me just get, have you read it?
0: I haven't. It sounds so familiar. I feel like I've probably thought about buying it before. Yeah,
1: she, she, it's, it's just a very
0: practical
1: way to get started. She just writes about these spiritual practices of silence and solitude and stillness. And it, it really is just amazing and, and very, ex, it explains things and really gives you a good foundation on which to start your practice. And then centering prayer Um, that, you know, F- Father Thomas Keating, his organization is called Contemplative Outreach. And um, that's a great uh website and resource because they have free uh, centering prayer groups to be that are weekly that are going on they have this um, so that's just a really great uh, site to learn and you can even just be trained there's trainings on centering prayer and I believe even like Lectio Divina and then if you're just using an app an app like Insight Timer um, that is like the has the most free meditations out there and there's thousands of different kinds of meditation. So I'm not saying every meditation on there is great, but mostly what I use insight timer for, is a, the actual timer because they have different bells and different things that can help, you know, you can set a timer and then different bells ring at different intervals. And it's just helpful to know where you are, especially when you're just getting started. So I'll use insight timer for, um, for the, the timer itself. Um, those are some of my favorite resources to use. And then for me, like I said, I started recording guided meditations for me and my friends when we were, when I was first getting started six years ago. And the main thing was people wanted to do it, but they couldn't sit still. And so I started, you know, writing and got, I I took it very soberly. I felt like God would lead me through. So it's kind of like, um, There is moments of silence for sure, but it's just this guided way to come to meditation where you can have a focus. We focus on our breathing a little bit and the meditations are anywhere from five to 10 minutes, maybe 12 or 15. So there's different lengths and there's different topics. And since I have been doing this for over six years, we got to a place where we have over 200 guided meditations now. And, um, And so we're offering them daily. So I have them on YouTube. You can go and experience them. I want everybody, I don't want financial barriers to ever exist for anybody to experience our guided meditations. Um, But then our our Patreon community is where we offer daily meditations that pop right into your inbox and you can just press play on those. So
0: amazing. Do you offer anything live in your community?
1: I am mostly doing that recently for other groups. Um, Okay. I've been doing that for the tribe, but I've been introducing it to groups. A lot of uh, fitness groups, Christian counselors, yoga instructors, and people like you, like who are like their group of people are interested in meditation. So I've been coming in kind of to help them under, you know, to kind of get started.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So I am going to link below all of Sandra's links. So the YouTube channel, and then is there anywhere else where people should look you up?
1: Um, Patreon,
0: if you're familiar with
1: it, yeah, the creators on Patreon. So that's where we offer our daily meditations. Yeah.
0: I'll link that below as well. So all of her links will be down there. And then what would be, if there's maybe one last like nugget of love or wisdom or encouragement for anyone listening today?
1: Hmm. You know, I think that sometimes it's not just the external stuff that keeps us from meditating. Like I can't sit still or I have such a busy mind I'm getting a little emotional. Um, I think for me, sorry, um, for a long time, I was scared that what God would say to me in those moments of silence. Um, I was afraid he was going to tell me I wasn't doing enough and that I had to do it better, life, everything, all the things better. I was afraid he was going to like scold me and tell me everything that was wrong with me. And um, it's just not true. And I think that is what kept me from those moments of silence was Kind of ideas about what God would say to me in those moments, and I want to say if that rings true to anybody listening, to remember that when God calls you into His presence, it is because He wants to share who you already are and not who He's expecting you to be or to strive to be, He wants to share with you who you already are because you are created in His image. And because there is inside of you like a finished work of your spirit, that that is the real you. So he's speaking identity over us. He's speaking his love, his wisdom and guidance. And he's not God's not coming to scold you or to um, reprimand you or to condemn you but only to give you love, speak your true identity, encourage you and guide you into the dreams and the things that he has for you to um, serve your community and the people that you already love. And so anyway, just, yeah, not to be afraid of what, of what that silence holds.
0: I just want to thank you so much for sharing that. I, I, I really, I really appreciate that. And I, I, I'm 100% sure that Holy Spirit put that into your heart to share Yeah, Yeah. because at least one person needed to hear that. So I just really appreciate you being so open and sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Sandra, everyone. We'll have the links below to go connect with you and find Yay. all your amazing resources. And thank you so yeah. much for sharing your time and so much wisdom with us. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning me. in today. I hope this episode spoke to you and encouraged you. And before you go, I have an online community that is just for you. Head to freeandwellcommunity.com and be sure to enter your email so you can be the first to hear about new episodes, to get Monday morning journal prompts and to get special gifts from me. All right, my friend, I will see you at our next coaching coffee date. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.